millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. evening everyone and welcome back to another edition of Friday night live stream if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor hit that like button as you file on into the stream remind everybody else to hit that like button as well a very small percentage of the people who do it and I just don't understand it. It would sincerely help the channel. It's the easiest, it's the freest, most helpful way. Also, it wouldn't uh, bother me if you were to share the show out there on your social media as well, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or Gab, Getter, any of them. Truth Social, can't forget Truth Social. Alright, so a couple of weeks back, I did a pretty good interview with uh, John Cullen uh, from the channel on YouTube, one of the foremost researchers into the Mandalay Bay shooting. And as a result of that, I was put in touch with our guest tonight, who is a firsthand witness to the events that took place in Vegas on that night. John's interviewed him, and uh, he's got some pretty compelling things to tell the audience. Definitely helps us align some of the things that we've talked about over the years. Maybe answer some questions about what actually happened on that night. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, uh, affectionately known as the dog walking guy. Uh, Dog walking guy, I'm going to call you Walker for the duration of the show. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Good evening. Awesome. So glad to have you here. Uh, Thank you. I I understand you want to remain anonymous, but 
What can you tell us, tell the audience uh, about who you are so that uh, your presence here tonight makes sense in terms of this story? Okay, I'm a long-term resident of Las Vegas. Um, you know, my family goes back here about 45 years. I'm, uh, I, I've lived in this part of town for 23 years now. Okay. And it's part of town, you know, roughly in the area where I saw him, you know, of, uh, um, Southwest Decatur and, and post in that, in that area. And, uh, that's that, I mean, that, that's, that, I don't know what more you want to know, but I mean, yeah. I've, I, I, I have, I know the area very well. Okay. I know so, the area and I know the workings of the area and how things operate and how, who's should be where at certain times. I'm, you know, I have, and let's just say an above average familiarity with the area. Okay. So, so yes, that's exactly what I was going for. So you would know uh, roughly what to expect in terms of air traffic, maybe in terms of law enforcement presence or response. Uh, and then obviously, you know, we have uh, uh, knowledge of the certain Saudis having ownership of the top floors of the Mandalay Bay. Right. So uh, right. have you, would you also know something about their movements as well? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like air traffic goes, like I said, I'm out there every, every night with, I'm outside every night with the dogs. And I, um, so I'm familiar with the flight patterns. The flight patterns, it's all basically the same flight patterns. They're rarely deviate from flight patterns. The jets always fly the same, same places. You know, they might be in going different directions, but if they're, you know, usually they fly, they often fly out to the west and bank about four miles west of um, Las Vegas Boulevard over rainbows where they start making their bank to the left or right, you know, depending on which way they're going, you know, which part of the world they're going to. And, um, you know, planes will come in from the east and there's other, the, the, you know, they'll, they'll usually come in from the north and, you know, depart from the south. But um, so, yeah, I'm very familiar with the area and the helicopters all have this. Most of the, the helicopters are generally it's tour helicopters, which are the most, you know, dominant, especially around the strip. That's the most dominator air traffic in, for as far as helicopters and then you know there's a um a couple uh metro has a couple of helicopters i think they have a third one too that that's for mountain rescue but uh i used, to, I used to, several years ago i knew a guy who was a, a metro police helicopter pilot and you know he had two of them and say that three of them so i mean i i don't there's there's they're, they're not people have told me that those were police helicopters there's absolutely no way these were police helicopters there's they were unmistakable unmistakable they're not police helicopters so so tell um, me tell me why you say that they were not police helicopters and i you know, i think also it's worth mentioning that i mean helicopters were not supposed to be there on this night during the the shooting and and at this time right well i don't think helicopters are ever supposed to be where these were but i know they're not police helicopters because they're black attack helicopters they look okay. somewhat like the ones that you have in your um your artwork here for, on, on the Rebel Channel, that, that not quite. I mean, they, but you know, is, was, was that a? I don't know what what that is, but that's I think a, those are those are Blackhawks. Those I are Blackhawks. It looks yeah. similar to that, but sharper lines. And um, yeah, so I don't know what these were, but they they, they were definitely attack helicopters. They're quiet, and like I said in the interview with Colin, they look like they're built to kill. They look evil, and they're kill quietly. I mean, these things, you see them, and you get an instant fright. But they um they were what I, they were so close to the to the buildings and they're flying so low to the buildings they're they're flying in ways that I mean, I'm sure FAR regulations you know would would 
they're definitely against that. They're flying on top. You know, they flew on, one of them flew on top of the building. The others were so well, close to the buildings. Be, be, before you before you get ahead of yourself, I, I want to actually go through like what you were doing and what you saw, so that when we're talking about okay. the movements, it makes sense to the audience. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll just I'll just start from yeah. what I did. So I drove my dogs over this certain area, this open area, and um, I got out of the car at ten o four. My clock radio said ten o four on the you know on the car and. Uh, um, the top of the news hour was on AM 40, 840, right before coast to coast came on. And I, you know, so I, um, anyway, I looked out the, uh, I, I just got out of the car. And I just happened to see this plane make this huge bank to the South. I mean, just, it, it was like, it, it was like, it was swerving to avoid something. Like there was something right in its path and it, it made this crazy bank to the South where it would have gone over probably like the Callaway golf course, in that area, and the or the um, go kart track there, right on the part of Sunway uh, of uh, on Sunset. So it it um, it made the turn while it was still over the runway, which was really unusual. And um, I was whoa, I, I couldn't believe that. And then almost simultaneously, I started hearing um, sirens from everywhere. And then I'd, I'd see all these co- you know cop cars, ambulances, fire trucks, and, and just unmarked cars and and whatever emergency vehicle there was whoever's driving whatever you know um they they were all heading heading towards the strip and i thought i thought it was the airport at the time because i thought uh i thought god there's a plane crash that was my first thought like there's a plane crash so and, and, and then, just be, before you continue, uh, the audience, uh, if you guys don't know the timeline, uh, I, I think it was just after 10 p.m. that they're saying that the shots began to ring out something like 10 or five. So you, you, you arrived maybe nine, 10 minutes after things had kind of begun to pop off. No, I think I arrived right when they popped off. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, so it, it, it's important to know that because the uh, official timeline doesn't necessarily line up with what actually I think Colin place. said the first shots were 10 or four. Yeah, that's what I had actually heard. Which which aligns with right when I started hearing the sirens. Okay, okay. So I thought you said that you would arrive to like at ten fourteen or something. No, ten oh four. Ten oh four. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. So you were there at the moment of. Okay, oh, I got the right. Yeah, it was okay. Crazy right when it started, and that's and the first thing I saw was that plane make that turn, mm-hmm. and then okay. I started hearing the emergency sirens. So I thought there was a plane crash, and then uh, my dogs were getting out of the car, and I was watching them because I mean my first concern was the dogs. I mean I don't want to chase a coyote or cat or whatever's around. So, um. You know, I was, I was watching them, and, and as I was doing that, I glanced over at Mandalay Bay, and there are these three black attack helicopters near Mandalay Bay. And I was just like, what the hell is this? I mean, that's you know, that's something you never see. Right. I mean, you might, you might see you might see military aircraft a lot. I mean, you might see you know, helicopters flying over the valley, but they fly, you know, a thousand feet above the surface or something. They're, and, they, and they fly at a consistent speed, and they don't really – you don't see them hovering – over the strip especially three of them like they were so and, and so anyways, roughly how far apart do you, were they i mean could you tell from where you were oh yeah one was um okay you know how you have the hotel and um yeah. the mandalay bay tower the original mandalay bay tower yeah and there's this little gap between them okay and i was looking i was southwest of there so i was, I was looking from that part you know the southwest part of the uh of the building and one was um Initially, I saw you know one like on the top or on about two thirds high, and then um, the other one is about a third high. And the one that's the bottom one that's about a third of the high was looking out towards me. So like like it was looking, it was playing defense. 
Okay. And um, there's another one that was about as low as the one that was, um, is that lower one by Madeline Bay, that was between the Delano and the Luxor. And um, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so so the one that, um, the, the higher one that was on towards the top of the building, I was watching, I just saw, I saw it kind of hover up a little bit. And then it um, got on top of the building, like over the, um, that, that north wing. Like a hovering or did it land on the building? It hovered above it. It didn't look like it landed, but it hovered above it and it had a spotlight. So this really bright spotlight and it was angled so I could see shadows of people on the building. And, and, you know, it was angled so low that the shadows looked like they were a hundred feet and you know, the, the shadows were, were huge. Yeah. So, um, and I saw a couple of I saw a couple shadows. One of the shadows got into the helicopter and I don't know what the, I don't, I'm not sure if the other one got in there or not. It could have, but it kind of got lost in there, but one of them definitely got in the helicopter and then it, um, it, it, it hovered up a little bit and then it moved and it pivoted. So it's cabin door would have been opened to Las Vegas Boulevard, you know, mm-hmm. towards the concert. And I was like, Oh, that's watching this guy. You know, I still, I was like, what's, what's going on? And the, in the and meantime, Walker, Walker and like during this whole time, as you're watching this unfold, could you hear gunshots yourself? No. Okay. Okay. No, I couldn't hear anything. Okay. okay. And if I did, my dog was so gun shy, he would have run right, right back to the car. Sure. You know, we're on the desert. He goes, here's gunshots, and he's he's runs right back to the car. I would think, yeah. We're a good couple miles away. So it's not okay. like, you know, we, we could. Um, but but anyway, so so it, it, that, that one hovered off the building. His cabin door's open. And then, boom, this just big ball of flame, this muzzle blast, fell right off the side of it. And it was, you know, big. It looked like it fell off like 10 feet from the you know, bottom of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, oh, shit. I got a big shot of adrenaline up my spine. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. But then I was, I, I was no, it can't be. This cannot be what it looks like. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't know what was going on. And um, I, I was just like, I was just, you know, dumbfounded. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then, you know, that lasted a few seconds. I don't know, five, three, four, five, six seconds or something. And then the one by the Luxor, five, ten seconds later, did the same thing i'm like oh my god what the fuck i couldn't believe it yeah and and, and uh i was just oh shit um so you know I, I it sure looked like what it was but you know there's there's this separation because you, you it just can't be right this is las vegas boulevard we're not in we're not in some war-torn city this is not this is just not this is not what happens here. Right. I, I mean, there's a, a fair level of cognitive dissonance that I think would, would right. show up. Cognitive dissonance is, to see right. that. Yeah. Right. This is, this is just, this is not possible here. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, in the meantime, there all, police were, were, um, and all the emergency vehicles, they were going that way. So I, some of them had to have seen it. I'm sure some of them saw it as well. And, you know, not all of them, because you, when you're driving, your field of view is going to be, Right in front of you, you're not always looking up. But some of there's some some points where you just wouldn't couldn't have missed them. Right. But, I, I would but, imagine and, if you if you're coming in from far enough away. I mean, because you know, having driven through Las Vegas myself, it's 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 different when you're looking at it from afar than it is when you're right there at the base of a massive structure. You know, I mean, like right. if you think about being, you know, downtown New York City. You know, I mean, those buildings just go. I mean, you have to crane your neck right, as, right, as, right. you know straight up in the air if you want to see what's up there 
So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I can imagine. I mean, it would have been uh, pretty uh, disorienting for the officers. Uh, and I think we actually heard that on uh, on the radio chatter. You know, I mean, they had trouble determining where the uh, reports were coming from. And uh, I, I feel like I remember hearing some discussion about stuff up in the air and perhaps helicopters. Yeah. And that, that discussion was squelched pretty quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that didn't happen. Joe Lombardo said. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so so anyway, that one by the Luxor fired as well, and that went on for you know these the, they were they they fired. I saw five volleys fired. Okay. Those, those the one that I told you originally, and the one by the, the Luxor. They you know those were the the ones that were firing at that time, and then the one that was looking out was just looking out like playing defense. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so were they taking, taking turns like, and then, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, I, I was just, I, I just couldn't believe it. So that went on until I, I was just watching this dump out. And then at 10, 10, they, they, um, went, went, um, around the building to the North, like they would have gone over the concert grounds or wherever. And I could just see, um, that little, little, their light signature. Because they had these just little white, dim little white lights. They didn't right. have just just as dim as they could be, but dim little white. But I could still see them, and um, they they had those. And once they weren't around the buildings, because they were so well illuminated by the buildings that I, I could see them clearly. But once okay. they got away from the buildings with the black background of the night sky, even though it was it was a big moon that night, and you could still like you know I could I could see fairly well, and I could saw them when they flew out. I saw them pretty well, but they um they were I just uh. You know, they were, that's, that's when they, they were firing from the other side. Mm-hmm. So like Colin says, he thinks they're flying around and around in circles. No, they, they, they didn't need to. They just went, um, you know, they, they, they left my view and went around to the other side. And one of them went north because I saw two, two lights after they left the building. One of them went north. And, the, and there's a comment in one of Colin's videos that said that uh, it was a pay, you know, somebody saw a pay pocket valleys at 1010, which is consistent with what I saw. And then the, there's two for a little bit. Two, two light signatures for a little bit, like over the concert grounds in that area, you know, like not directly open, but in, in that area. And then, um, I saw one and then about 10, 15, they were gone. And I was just like, what the hell? You know, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't know what to think. And, uh, um, then at 10 25, I saw this convoy of helicopters start off over the, like they went over the 95, which is downtown, just north of downtown area. She went like downtown in Nellis. And, air uh, space. yeah, yeah. So they, they, so apparently air traffic control had them all congregate in that, in that part of the valley because there are several tour, all the, all the tour helicopters and everything were over in that part of the valley. Okay. And that, then, then there were no, there was no more air traffic coming in at that time either. No, no more planes coming in or landing. And the, the planes stopped probably, I don't know, four or five, six minutes after the, uh, the first attack. So they, there was, there's a, I, I don't know, four or five more planes that took off, maybe six. I don't know, but they, um, they stopped too. So at that time, there was no, no more planes coming in or out. I was like, I, I, I didn't know what, because I knew it couldn't be a plane crash at that time because, mm-hmm. um, they would have stopped all air traffic immediately. They would have known about it, but this with the, um, helicopter attack, apparently they didn't know. And I don't know if you want me to discuss why that plane took the turn now or oh, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, so, there's so much that happened. I don't want to get all disoriented and, you know, I, I don't have an outline of what I'm going to say here. I'm just we're just talking off the cuff. That's okay. But that, it's okay. Okay, that plane that made the big swerve, it it was swerving to avoid something because I saw 
a light signature of two other helicopters near Signature Airlines. Now, Signature Airlines, if anybody knows Las Vegas, you know where the Las Ve- Welcome to Las Vegas sign is. Signature Airlines and Maverick Tour helicopters or are roughly, you know, in that same address block as the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. It's right across the street from the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Okay. And um, anyway, I saw two helicopters there. So that plane, that, that's, it was a Southwest plane that was, made that big turn, was um, obviously dodging those helicopters. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear from those pilots. I would so, love to- so, and, and do you believe that those helicopters that were being dodged, I mean, those are the, the, the same helicopters that you saw firing, or this was no, somebody else? those are two, two other ones. Okay. okay. There's, three, there's three that attacked on the crowd, and then there were two over by Signature. So whoever they were really trying to get was at Signature. Okay, you know but, if that was, if that was MBS or what other whoever they thought they're going to we're going to get was that signature. And okay, whoever, so let's let, let's back that up a little bit. So you're saying okay, so you have the helicopters, the three, the group of three that were uh, in in front of the Mandalay Bay that were firing on the crowd, and then you're saying that there were two others part of the same squadron or you know a yeah. group for lack of a better term. They have the same light signatures, the three that I saw around the crowd. So there's probably some you know I couldn't make them out, but I saw their lights. Okay, so you, so, you saw know, the lights, the tail night, but you didn't see light. them firing. They they weren't firing. They were just waiting. I didn't see muzzle blast come off of there now. Uh, okay, okay, all right. So, uh, and uh, and MBS, uh, in, in regards to, uh, you know, him possibly being a target on this, I mean, this is something that uh, we've speculated on, and uh, that, I mean, I believe you have confirmed that uh, there's a possibility MBS could have been in Las Vegas that day, Correct. Correct. Well, t- tell us about that. How, how, how do you have that information? Um, I don't want to go too deep into how I have that information. You said that uh, somebody that worked there told me who, who is familiar with, with, the air, with, with, with the hotel, very familiar who works there, and so familiar that this person recognizes MBS by face. And I just said the crown prince. Recognizes the crown prince by face and um, – the Crown Prince would recognize this person because okay. it's not it's not his first trip there. So, I mean, the Saudis are in Las Vegas quite a bit, right? Oh, yeah. It's Kingdom Holdings. All we owns the place. Yeah. And I mean, Mohammed bin Salman is the defense minister. Mm-hmm. So he's over here a lot. You know, we made an agreement with uh, Saudi Arabia in 1971. Nixon took us off the gold standard that. Our dollar became the petrodollar. We basically surrendered our sovereignty to him. But we also made an agreement that we were going to. um provide their defense right so we got out of vietnam and and we've been in the middle east since fighting and people wonder why but yeah that's why well that that may be coming to an end here uh pretty soon uh regardless um okay so after you you watch this happen um you, you must have realized that it, it was pretty significant H- had you uh, uh like done a search on your phone or or done yeah while i was out there the i was i was I, you know i was looking like the rg online i was like no I'm, I'm not a, i'm not a real technophile i don't have i i'm not a real social media guy i don't really care about that stuff but i thought about getting a scanner and i like i i was afraid i was gonna get trapped in some five dollar a month thing that i didn't and i that i couldn't get out of i'm like yeah whatever this is i'll find out when i get home and i i I thought about taking video but my video would have been so crappy it wouldn't would have been worthless and i thought whoever you know if this is something real because you've got the what is it the i don't know some tv news has their mandalay bay cam they've got cameras up there you know and they show it live on 11 o'clock news and i was expecting they're probably going to show it live on you know on the news on news and that never happened but um 
Yeah, I, 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 I thought whatever. I think I thought it could be a movie, but then why? It didn't make any sense that uh, police would be coming from twenty five miles away to, um, no, for you know, because they came all the way. You, you could, you could see here and see them coming, you know, down to two fifteen, uh, down from Summer One, and they were arriving an hour later. So it makes me think they were coming in for prompt or something too. I mean, they were they're bringing them in from everywhere. So did did you call anyone? Did you? Uh, no, you didn't. Alert I, I'm, I'm not going to call. I, I'm not going to call anyone because it's so obvious something's going on. All the emergency vehicles are going on anyway. Okay, they're going down there. So you know, I just, uh, I'm just. It's not like I, 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 I thought if I called, so all you'd be doing is tying tying up the nine one one lines. What you know? What, what what about after the investigation began and and uh, they kind of started producing this narrative that Stephen Paddock had been solely responsible for it. I mean, did the sight of those helicopters seem any more significant at that point? Um, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. And it, uh, it's pretty scary. So, so you, so you, so you, you didn't, it, it didn't occur to you. It didn't feel like a good idea to perhaps, talk to anybody who was investigating this i mean were you afraid that perhaps no I, well something? no i yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't know any youtube investigators or anything until like two two years later i saw one of colin's videos okay and i made a comment on there but no i i hadn't i i'd look at a few things here and there and everybody was so far off that it in their investigating that I, my story sounds so preposterous it just couldn't be so and there's such a tight, there's such a huge tsunami. You know, the closer to the event that we were, the bigger the tsunami was. But it's a huge tsunami of just you know misinformation, disinformation, lies coming in. And there's no way I was gonna, I could, I could combat that. I'd tell a couple people here and there, and they'd look at me like I was nuts. And you know, I, I, it's just no way. It's no, it was it was futile to even try and do anything at that time. So have have you perhaps since that time made contact with anybody else who was on the ground? Nobody wants to hear it. I've tried. Okay. I've okay. tried like info. I've sent hundreds of emails to InfoWars. Well, no, I mean, you know, I, I guess I was I was talking about like survivors. Like, I mean, people who. Oh, I've, talk, I've run into people here and there. Yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and did they have any thoughts on this? I mean, because I've heard that other people who were there, I mean, they believed that it was coming from helicopters too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely some. Yeah. They do. And I mean, some don't have any idea and they and they get upset and they don't want to hear it. So it's kind of a, you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of delicate. You don't want to. Some people just subject. Want, I mean, it, it, it is. And and people yeah. are content believing that the uh, ding dong, the witch is dead and all this little munchkins can dance around. You know, sure. it's it, it's they, it, they don't they don't want to hear anything else. No, no. And of course, the case is closed now. And the FBI said that. uh they know every, they don't know anything really, I guess, about Stephen Paddock's motives, except for recently they did release that uh, strange letter that was uh, sent by a close friend of his. Um, yeah, that uh, that was pretty weird that uh, after all this time, the FBI would suddenly start talking about this, like right yeah. after we did that show. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the FBI released that exhaustive two and a half page final report, and and they left they left it. Um, the mystery was we, you know, he did it. We don't know why. And for all you conspiracy theorists, you can just talk about why he did it. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how they left it, you know. <laughs> all right, um, listen, Walker, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. You guys, we're going to be right back on the other side. See you in a second. 
Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, shoot. Hold on. Yes. Okay. All right. I've got you now. Got you now. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, okay. So after this happened and after, uh, you know, with the, uh, the authorities start putting out this information, um, you know, what was the effect that this had on your life? Um, surfacely none, you know, on the surface, none. I just carried about like anything else. And I just kind of boxed it away as I had to, you know? But I, I thought about, I, I ran this through my mind all day, every day, you know, for really up until I did that first interview with Colin. And then I kind of released it a little bit, but I, I was, I, I just had it all in my mind. That's play, played it, you know, imprinted in my mind very solidly all day, every day. And, you know, I just quietly, quietly did that. So if anybody, you know, would look at me and wonder what I'm thinking about, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, so you said that, um, Really, it's been difficult to get people to listen to you on this. What, what about since the time that you've done the interview with John? I mean, ha, has that uh, drawn any extra people out or anybody else? Be no, no, quite the opposite. It makes people scared. Really? No, really? It, it, tell it, me you know, yeah, make, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I am not. I am. Uh, yeah, people will. I'll, I'll tell them about it and they'll either like never talk to me again or, you know, just ignore it, completely ignore really? it. So it's. uh um yeah, it's. I mean, we're dealing. Just think of what we're dealing with here. You know, all those reports of witnesses getting killed. We're dealing with people. Think you know the mafia is tough. You know, those are tough guys, and they are. You don't want to screw with them. But who are these guys? You know, yeah. Come in with a tack helicopter. If they, if they can do this, they can. You know, they can get anyone anywhere, anytime. So yeah, this is scary. Okay, it's just, you know not sugarcoat it. This is scary stuff, and everybody's scared of it. They still are. And every you know, lots of people around town don't want to talk. Lots of people are there. They're terrified. Uh, you mentioned something about witnesses getting killed. Um, so ha- have you heard any chatter about that as a real possibility? I mean, I I, I agree with you. I just want to say that. Um, just rumors. I don't know any more than anyone else knows about this. But Well, I, I'm um, just I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about people in Las Vegas. I mean, if this is uh, if this is a topic nah, of I, conversation. I haven't heard of anybody locally. No, no. But um but all it takes is rumors. Mm-hmm. That's enough. I mean, this this you know, this is serious stuff. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I think I want to say there was like eight people uh, who were there on the night of, yeah. and I, I don't have it directly in front of me. But I mean, um, plus the I, I shooting mean, I, in Southern California. You remember that at the country bar? Oh gosh, that, oh, I, I had forgotten about that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hang on just Oxnard a second. or something somewhere in that area. Yeah, let me pull that up because that was, I had completely forgotten about that. But I want to get to something else. I don't want you to, before no, we get go, to go ahead and, you know, yeah. I want to get to how they got away. This is the craziest part, how they got away. Okay, please. Okay, we saw, we got there and then we stopped. But, okay, so I saw these, 1025, I saw these helicopters fly over to 95, and then they made a left turn at Rainbow and flew south. So there's, I saw, um, it was led by two Maverick tour helicopters, and they flew over Rainbow about a thousand feet, about the same altitude that they usually fly when they're, you know, tour helicopters coming back from their tours or something. They do their tours about the same altitude, and, but they were bunched up about a half mile apart, which is a lot tighter than they usually fly. And and I was like, holy crap, what is this? And I also knew that I read something after nine eleven that if there's any kind of emergency on the strip, that air traffic would be directed four miles west of the strip. So that went through my mind. I'm like, oh, something's really going on, and um. Anyway, so those first two helicopters were, were Maverick. 
And they made, they got, once they got between the 215 and Warm Springs, they, took, they turned left and headed back to McCarran. And the third was one of these attack helicopters. It went to the right. And I saw this thing and I was just like, what the hell is this, man? Because it looked out of place. It looked, I mean, he was like, what the hell? It was kind of like the Joker getting out with us, all the school buses, you know? Sure. And um, I was, I, uh, I started throwing rocks at it. And looking back, I'm like, I can't believe it. I could have been the only, you know, the only resistance we faced was me throwing rocks from two miles away, which is just absolutely pathetic. But they, um, they went to the right over the, t- you know, kind of like over, would have gone over the Walmart parking lot. So there, um, that was the third helicopter. And then number four, five, six were Maverick. And then seven was another attack helicopter. It did the same thing and headed um, to the southwest towards the mountains. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, Maverick. They went back to, to um, McCarran. 13 was one of the attack helicopters. And it, it, it did the same thing. And as these things were going towards the mountain, they, they flew over. Um, you, don't know if you don't know the valley or not, but there's like Mount Potosi, which is in the southwest part of the valley. It's the, you know, where Carol Lombard crashed her plane and died, you know, in the 1940s. They, um, just, just south of there is a little low spot in the mountains. And that it's, that's where they, they crossed over the mountains there. And the, uh, the three attack helicopters flew out that way. And then there were, um, 14, 15, 16, 17 went back to McCarran. They, they were all Maverick tour helicopters except for those three. So they escaped with Maverick. They obviously had to turn on their transponders, whatever they did, to, to, so air traffic control knew they were there. And I don't right. know what kind of signal, what kind of, you know, they would send back to air traffic control if they knew anything was different about that. But that was odd. That should have drawn attention. And, you know, they probably told them to go back to, to um, McCarran. Who knows what they said, but they, you know, the, whatever, they went to the southwest. And um, they, uh, uh, that's how they got away. What about what about those sight? What about those other two that you had mentioned that were over by signature? Now those two, Colin got a, a video of them. So he showed me. He kept talking like there were five helicopters. Like when I first interviewed with him, I just talked about the three because I didn't want to get into. I couldn't really see him that well, and I didn't really want to do the interview either. I, I my phone had a thirty five percent charge, so I could have an easy out if I was going too long. You know, I really didn't want to do it. Kind of like I don't want to do this. And, um, but I kind of have to, you know, but, um, anyway, so, so, um, those other two, he had a video of them where they're sitting over on like the east side of the airport, which it looked like it would have been like over, um, you know, they just look like two little lights in the distance. They mm-hmm. didn't look like anything, but I mean, he's, he's, he's poured over so much of this video and he, he, he really, you got a hand to this guy. He's put a lot of effort into it. I agree. And he, I actually think it was a viewer that gave it, gave it to him, but he, he found it and then he sent those to me and, and I said, Oh shit, that's them. Yeah. And they were, so they were, it's like they were in a position where they could have seen if you're on the, um, like right around Tropicana and Swenson in that area, you know, Tropic Paradise, Tropic and Swenson in that area. And they, um, you know, just by the post office, they looked like right there, right there. We got a great view of, of what was happening. And they, whoever was in there, it looked like they were calling the shot. They could have probably given a call in the shots and directing what was happening. Cause if they were the ones that took, took the shots at whoever was the uh, target over by signature, they obviously were probably a little more senior players in this. So just because I'm not real familiar with the area, but uh, there had been reports of shots fired, I believe at the Tropicana. Is that, would those be the same shots or would that be a completely different set of uh, shots at the Tropicana? What I I, I, I seem to remember someone 
uh, uh, reporting that there had been shots at the Tropicana or there was. Some- oh, there were. I'm sure there were. Uh, somebody told me and I told Colin this one time in the first interview and he didn't put it in. But I, I was talking to a guy who was an emergency services person, you know, and he yeah. was standing next right with Metro. So I'm listening to Metro's radio at that time. And, you know, I, this is just secondhand knowledge, but. He said they had somebody at the Tropicana in a room at the Tropicana and they had to let him go. Yes, yes. So, uh, oh, did, my God. Definitely something like that. And uh, there yeah, was also. They had to let him go. I mean, why, who, who do you let go unless they have something, something huge? Well, if you had diplomatic, oh, if you had diplomatic, diplomatic immunity. immunity. Thank you. Exactly. Yes, that's yes. about that's what else could it be? Okay, so so the shots that you're talking about over by signature would be would, that, that that's not near the Tropicana. Those could not be confused for the same events. No, no, that, that's like a mile away. More, okay, more than okay. a mile away. Sign, okay. Signature Airlines is like uh, Tropicana to Russell is a mile, and okay. so uh, signatures. I don't know, maybe a quarter mile past that. Okay, but okay. you know, plus you have all the helicopters going off, and you you know the the big noises over there, and you know. Noise from the no, nah, that, that no, no way could you confuse us too. Okay, so well, and and thank you for there, you, there were shooters on the ground. I mean, the, the, the point is there were there there were shooters on the ground. Sure, sure. So the uh, the shot that was fired at the uh, the the fuel tanker at the airport would that have yeah. been from those two helicopters you were talking about, or do you think it would that would oh, come I don't from know. the ground? Maybe I don't. I can't say. Okay. I don't know. You could maybe you could look at the trajectory of it and see if it looked like it was coming from above it or below it because yeah. you could still you could see that hole. Sure. I don't know. I mean, just looking at it, I, I, I don't, you know, just talking off the top of my head, I don't know. Okay. But it, no could, you know, it could have been. But I, I think um, Colin, again, there's so much here. You could just talk for hours about this stuff. But um, I don't think that people say, you know, they say, oh, yeah, you're full of shit. This wouldn't happen if they really wanted it. That would have been so much carnage if they're flying from, you know, shooting out of helicopters. I don't think the objective was to kill the crowd, many, the crowd at, at, uh, you know, at the concert. Because, like Colin said in my interview with him, they, they flew from, uh, they, they shot, what, what do you say? I wrote this down here so I don't forget this. It was like a 244 saw, and it was, he suspects it was chambered in 556 NATO instead mm-hmm. of 762. So, um, that's, I don't, I don't know what kind of hole that's going to make in a person, but apparently it wasn't, it wasn't enough to really devastate everybody because the 762, like you said, would, in my interview, would have just shot their arms right off. Oh yeah. 762 seven, is a much larger slug. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe they probably use that as some kind of mitigating factor where they, you know, did come back on them like, Hey, we used lighter ammo, but they still had to get the kill shots. And apparently a lot of those kill shots were from the ground because they're mainly women shot in the head. Well, I seem to remember from John's uh, video about this when he was looking at the autopsy reports, there was quite a few of them that appeared to be coming from up above as well. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I think that we've got evidence to support oh, sure, the fact yeah, you're that you're going to kill a few here and there with, you yeah, know, with, yeah, you know, you, you throw out a thousand shots in the crowd, you're going to. Yeah, it's but then, you know, there, many people recovered quickly. So all the naysayers will say, oh, that's bullshit. They weren't even shot, you know, and no, I know they there's it, that's it's, it annoys me to no end when people suggest that this is all fake. The whole thing's fake. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's not staged in some fashion. I mean, I think that anytime you've got an event taking place like this, you've got an element of coordination. Like if somebody has an operation going on, you're going to have players that are playing a role. You've got the people who are perpetrating it. And then you've got, you know, real victims. So you've got 
crisis actors, victims, and then the perpetrators. And they intersperse all of those things together. It creates, uh, you know, a greater fog of war, if you will. People get sure. confused. They they see and they hear different things. Uh, it makes it so that uh, different witnesses are, are going to have uh, uh, different, uh, like, remem- memories of what actually took place. And it just makes everything all the more confusing. And it, so then it's harder for people like us to try to identify exactly just what the hell happened. Yeah. And that's that. All right. So congratulations to them because they were successful in that regard. Well, they've done a great job. Yeah. Great job. And uh, LVMPD did a fair amount to help them out. Uh, FBI as well. Um, OK, so but I'm sorry. I think that uh, we took you off the track here. You, you were. Um, I don't know where the track is anymore. <laughs> Just keep going. OK, so. um uh, you were talking about those uh, the helicopters over by Signature and how they got away. Well, okay. Well, I I don't know how they got away, but I have a suspicion of, of where they went and where everything was based. Okay. Um, well, well, where would where do you think that would have been? Well, on the southwest corner of Sunset and Pecos sits a property called Casa de Shenandoah that was. You, know, you guys can Wikipedia it, and there's a you'll see a picture in the Wikipedia page of uh, somebody flying into McCarran from south you know on a southwest plane. You see the southwest wing. And it gives you a view of it, but it's over 30 acres and the original owner, the original celebrity owner lost it. I mean, he didn't have control of it at that time. It wasn't his and it was available for rent. It would have been a perfect staging area. Okay. You, could get, you could get 53 foot trailers in there. You get trucks in there. Like Colin thinks they, they were, these helicopters flew up from Mesa. They're age six eyes that flew up from Mesa. Oh. They definitely were not age six eyes. And um, they're closer to what you have in your, Video here, but not quite in your little artwork there. And they were, um, no way. They, it's, you have to have everything this time just perfect to, to, to get here and have fuel and everything. I think they took off, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know this for sure, but I, if I was really, if there's a serious investigation, I would say look strongly at that property. Okay. Um, so this was, this was owned by Wayne Newton. Correct. Okay. So I've got a, I've got a picture of it up on the screen now. So th- this is, uh, I don't know if this is the entirety of the property. I mean, there's plenty of open spaces where helicopters could easily land. I mean, and uh, obvious and over here. In this- yeah, but this one has 12 foot. I mean, they're high walls. I would guess, you know, 10 to 12 foot walls at least. So you okay. can't see in there from the street. It's a big property. What's the 39 acres. Okay. It's, um, you can, you, you can see the roads on it. There's roads on it where, you know, a skilled yeah. truck driver could get in there and, they could just fly in and out in there, be in and out and, you know, get load those things on a 53 foot trailers and be out of there. And, and before anybody knows what happened. Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll, uh, that's, that's where I suspect those two went. The other three that I saw go over in the Southwest, they went, you know, I, I they went to this over the Southwest. Maybe they, you know, I really think that, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think they were trucked out because you don't want to spend that much time in the air and give yourself a chance to get shot down they got probably went down as fast as they could you know maybe had a place in San, sandy valley i'm sure they had all kinds of contingency set up i mean these guys have the money to really to to do this right to do what they need you know oh absolutely absolutely so they can they, they can do whatever they want whatever they need so so this area that you believe these well that you saw these three helicopters fly to through the mountains um you know what's what's out there is it just desolate I, i'm again yeah, this is not desolate. an area i'm yeah yeah 
is there a main is there a main like artery is there a road there's state route 160 that goes between um las vegas and Pahrump, but they flew south of there yeah because you're going out to Pahrump to the left they flew to the left of it south of there and it, their their angle, the way that they angle, they kind of angled themselves over that mountains when they went over them, kind of suggested to me that they're going to continue to the south and the west a little bit, which would have been like in the Sandy Valley area. And there's good roads there where you could have, um, where they could have, you know, just you know had had the truck stage there and got them in those trucks real quick and shipped them out. And they just look like you know any regular Freightliner Cascadia with a white, you know, with a fifty three foot trailer like any other truck on the road, and nobody's going to be any wiser. That's what I think. I, that's why I think I, they did it. I mean, I don't have it. I didn't see it, but just on surmising from what I did see, that's what I would suspect happened. All right. And uh, somebody in the chat said, uh, weren't bump stocks uh, banned shortly after this? Yes, the bump stocks were banned as a direct result of this. Um, the authorities claim that Stephen Paddock used a bump stock uh, to uh, facilitate the shooting of the crowd there from his room on the 30, what was it, 32nd floor, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, it just, it, it, it defies logic as far as I'm concerned uh, that you'd be able to facilitate this Nobody shooting in the way. Nobody believes that. I mean, no, you can't believe no. this. So many things we're just forced to believe that we don't believe that we just, you just have to accept. And this is one of them, you know, and, and there's so many lies told about this. That like when I try to tell people it, I'm just I'm just scattered in with the rest of the story. So, you know, I'm kind of I feel in a way I feel protected by these other lies because it's just, you know, people I'm sure they're calling bullshit on me in the in the in the uh, comments, which is fine. I expected. But um, it's uh, you, you don't know what to believe. No. So don't. when I if I tell somebody the story story, you know, they don't they know I'm not going to make it up. People that know me know I'm not going to make it up, but they just can't accept it. And. It's just too scary. They don't want anything, you know. It's- well, I, I mean, I, I honestly can't think of a, a reason why you would make this up. I mean, you because know, you don't want to believe. Well, well yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you, you know, just from my, me, just, you know, I, I consider this a lot when someone has information that they want to bring forward. You know, if they claim to have been a witness to something or, or they believe that something happened, you know, you have to uh, uh, consider you know what it is that they're going to gain. And you don't want to be a public person. You don't want anybody to know your name. You don't want anybody to see your face. You're not trying to write a book. Uh, you're not trying to start your own podcast or something like that. So there, there's no right. like monetization potential in there for you. And no, uh, I want the truth out. Yeah. But- yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it took the Kennedy family 60 years before somebody said the CIA did it. So, you know, and now the guys that did it are all dead. That's correct. So what can we do now? But um, it's it's this is such a huge, huge story. I don't I don't. you know, you know, like I told you when I, I talked to you earlier, I said sometimes I, there's just so much to say that my mouth can't catch up to it, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to trap myself and and just start stumbling. But um, I don't even know, like, I, what I, one of the things, like one of the one of my big objections, like I told you earlier, was we haven't even gotten to this, but Trump issued some executive order, an executive order. He amended the executive order that Bush issued after um. September 11th. And you guys can look in, uh, 
You can go to uh, just type in Google Trump executive order um, October 2017 or Trump, you know, amends 9-11 executive order or something. And there's this one page executive order that when you look at it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. You can't understand why. What, what does this mean? Because it looks so innocuous. And it seems like kind of a repeat of what Trump would have issued in the original executive or Bush would have issued in the original one that you look at. It makes no sense. And I haven't heard anybody ever talk about this. Um, I'm and, pulling it up right now. I'm pulling it up okay. right now. Um, but he, is it is Executive Order 1323? Yeah, it sounds right. Yes. Uh, by the authority vested in me as president. Dated October 20th? Uh, October 20th. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, by the Constitution of the Laws of the United States of America. Let me get it on screen for the audience. Um, and in furtherance of the objectives of Proclamation 7463 on September 14th, 2001, Declaration of National Emergency by reason of certain terrorist attacks, uh, which declared a national emergency by reason of the terrorist attacks on September 11th in New York and Pennsylvania against the Pentagon and the continuing and immediate threat of further attacks by the U.S. and in order to provide the Secretary of Defense additional authority to manage personnel requirements in a manner consistent with the authorization provided in Executive Order 13223. Uh, it is hereby ordered as follows. So, Section 1, Amendment to Executive Order 13223, uh, amended by adding at the end, the authorities available for use during a national emergency under Sections 688 and 690 of Title 10, United States Code, are also invoked and made available according to their terms to the secretary concerned subject in the case of secretaries of the Army, Navy, and Air Force to the direction of the Secretary of Defense. And then Section 2, general provisions, nothing in this order shall be construed to impair or otherwise affect the authority granted by law to an executive department or agency or the head thereof or the functions of the director of the Office of Management and Budget relating to budgetary administrative or legislative proposals this order shall be implemented in consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations this order is not intended to uh, nor does it create any benefit substantive or procedural enforceable at law or in equity by any party against the united states its departments agencies entities officers employees agents or any other person so when you what does that this, mean to you if, um, anybody's, if anybody's still awake i mean what what that uh Tell me, tell me what that means. Why, why would he do such a thing? Not knowing what I told you, why well, would he do such a thing? I mean, that it would lead me to believe that the United States was under attack. And, uh, you know, I mean, but, but, but the news never said anything like that. Brian no, no. Stelter never told you that. No, certainly. Mitchell Maddow never did. No. I mean, those, you know, these great luminaries of, uh, of truth never told us anything like that. No, no. <clears throat> but, uh, of, of course, the, the attack that happened in Las Vegas was a, a lone nut gunman, a, a um, so why would you need to issue an executive order like that? I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a smart person. You have to tell me. I don't get, I don't understand. So no. why would he issue? Why would he issue that executive order if we weren't under attack? And so just some some lone nut did this. I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not smart. No, I, I, I think, I think we're, we're with you. We're, we're with you on that. I mean, uh, it, it certainly. I'm not Mika Brzezinski. It's. <laughs> It's, not, it's her job to tell us what to think, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that uh, everybody watching here, and you know, you guys can uh, talk about this when you when when we open the phone lines if you want to. But you know, I mean, I, I think uh, pretty much everybody here assumed that the events that took place in Las Vegas uh, were 
militaristic. They were organized. Uh, it was certainly a group larger than just Stephen Paddock. Uh, and uh, and then, you know, once you accept that, uh, you have to ask yourself, you know, who would have the potential to do this? And we know that obviously the Saudis are there. We have the uh, uh, the ownership of the top right. of uh, the Mandalay Bay Casino. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, there was also a deal that was recently made for uh, the Saudi military to purchase some very specific attack helicopters, uh, not unlike the ones that you saw that night. And then, of course, very shortly after this, we had the Saudi purge, <laughs> which uh, would indicate that uh, there was a, a power struggle going on. And uh, with MBS's presence in Las Vegas uh, and uh, and Mohammed bin Salman, or no, I'm sorry, Mohammed, well, who's the other guy? I can't remember his name. Um, which, which the, the one who the one who got strung up uh, in his hotel room in oh, Sh- oh Al Walid Al Walid bin Talal Al Walid Al Walid bin Talal he's the one that, that yeah. his his company Kingdom Holdings yes owned that along with Bill Gates and then the, yeah. the other original founder of the Four Seasons I think owned ten percent of it yeah yes yes so you know he was forced to divest uh, a lot of uh, th- there was a, right. a direct power struggle that took place is in he Saudi came, Arabia he, he, he says that he came to a confirmed understanding. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of him on a, on um, Bloomberg, and where, where he just, when he just got out of jail, and he was looking a lot um, skinnier and <laughs> yes. a lot more shaken up. And he says, "We have come to a confirmed understanding." Frankly speaking, we have come to a confirmed understanding. But yeah, there's another couple other things that Trump did in, shortly after that that, that just um, give more credence to what I'm saying here, because he expanded the use of drones. Like if you can put in October 2017, Trump expands. Domestic drone use, you know, maybe that, that'll, that'll pull it up. But he expanded the use of drones domestically. And, um, that made the news. This executive order never made the news. I never saw it. I mean, if it did, I never saw it. But I just, no. you know, I was looking for these kinds of things at the time. So I searched it out. But, um, it, that, that, the, 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 uh, the drone. So he made it, you know, he said the, the drones can be used, um, defensively. Mm-hmm. Within the United States, why would he do that? What's up with that? I mean, all, all, you know, I saw when I saw this was on MSNBC, and they were saying, "Oh, Trump's on hinge." You know, he's just going to use this against his political rivals. You know, no, how ironic. <laughs> no, and that's not what what it was. No, he did it so he, those three. He sent in a message, and then now Trump you know, has plausible deniability on this. But why would he fire the base commander a few weeks later as well? Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. A couple years like. Two weeks later, the base commander Nellis was fired. Why would that happen? Uh, Nobody could figure that one out either. Well, I, I mean, if, if knowing what we know, I mean, I thought it made perfect sense to me. And uh, obviously, I, oh, heard, yeah, I was cheering him on. Yeah, I was like, yeah, driving yeah. in my car when I heard that on the radio, like, yeah, go Trump. Yeah. I felt bad for the guy because he's completely innocent because it's not his. It's probably not his fault. It's he's just following the procedures that he was instructed to follow, which is, you know, everyone's our friend. We have no enemies. Sure. Yeah. But uh, obviously the situation with the Saudis is very nuanced. You know, it's uh, very it's, nuanced. Yes. That's yes. a delicate word. Yes. You know, and, and it, I mean, and it's the same type of struggle that I think that we see here in the United States. I mean, we've got we talk about the deep state. We talk about this this uh, this satanic cabal of uh, of evildoers. Essentially, you know, oftentimes people frame it in the uh, um, the in, in like the idea of left and right. But, you know, I mean. Corruption and uh, and criminality knows no political persuasion. You know, we've got Democrats and Republicans that are evil, that are using the United States for their own personal enrichment and gain, uh, that don't care about their constituents. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, oftentimes, Democrats are just happen to be a little bit more obviously evil uh, than uh, than than the Republicans. And maybe that's just because I identify, you know, as conservative. But you know, the same thing is happening in other countries around the world. I think uh, we, we've talked about it before on the show. You know, I mean, the same thing is happening in uh, in China. Uh, we see power struggles taking place in Russia. I mean, it, it happens everywhere. You've got 
the government, which is like this, you know, monolithic idea, but within the government, there are cells that are operating to uh, vie for control, you know, for more power. Uh, And the same thing happened here in the United States during President Trump's uh, time in office. You know, I mean, you had him as the executive commander in chief, and then you've got white hats uh, and black hats, people that are good and then people that are bad. And it, it was a constant power struggle until uh, eventually the election of 2020 and uh, seemingly uh, the black hats were able to overcome. But I don't know. I think that's still up for debate. But um, uh, listen, we're just about to open up the the phones, Walker, and we've actually got somebody on the line. But before I bring in our first caller, what, was there any other points that you wanted to make sure that we hit upon before uh, we bring in people for the the expanded conversation? God, there's so much to say. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know where to start. I, I started saying like my one of my objectives for this is yeah. I heard Peter Navarro on a podcast say that he um, wrote a lot of Trump's executive orders. Yeah, I would love to see somebody ask Trump this question: Why did he do what he did in October? Um, What's that all about? And just, you know, of course, they're not going to admit it, but just to get the reaction, just to see what they said. But you're, you're, Navarro, and, real quick, you're, you're talking Navarro. specifically about the amendment to 13223. Yeah, Peter Navarro said, yeah, he said, I don't know if he wrote, he said he wrote a lot of them. Okay. If he wrote that one, I don't know. But I heard okay. him say he wrote a lot of them. Well, and, I am, um, I actually have a friend um, uh, 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 who used to work for Peter Navarro. In the White House. And uh, that's something that I could actually ask him. I could see if perhaps we could get an answer on that. And to be honest, I'd love to interview Peter Navarro. So He's I'll totally got your question, though. You can't let him prepare for that one. Yeah, you got to get his, you got to look at his face right when you get it. And that's why, I, you know, I've already got that out there. So it could be, you know, somebody could get it to him. He could prepare for it. But well, the, the more gotcha, the better. OK, OK, I, I'm, I'm I'm definitely down for that. Okay. Um, all right, you guys. Uh, we've got three people on the line. Uh, I've got a couple of thank yous. I want to make sure that I give because I don't want to miss them. Um, Bearable has joined as a channel member over on Rumble and dropped a $50 super chat. Thank you so much. Your support is everything. Uh, says, uh, Zach, this is the first time catching you on your show. I watch your shows on Badlands. So awesome. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you very much. Hopefully you subscribed as well. If uh, if you guys are longtime viewers of uh, Red Pill News and the channel Red Pill 78, you may or may not know that I also co-host uh, a number of additional shows over on Badlands Media, which you can also find on Rumble. You can find them on Truth Social. You can find them on Twitter, obviously on Telegram as well. Um, but I've got three shows that I do over there, Monday nights with John Harold, Baseless Conspiracies, uh, on uh, on Wednesdays with uh, Brad Getz, we do Altered State, and then on Thursday with uh, uh, 412 and on, Adel Nero, and quite frankly, Frankie Val, we have a show called Taking It Back. So it's Monday nights at 1030, uh, Wednesdays at 9 p.m., and then Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. And that's on top of all the shows you see here on this channel as well. So thank you very, very much for being here with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, Doug Simey over on the Foxhole, thank you for dropping that can. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Two cookies. Casey, thank you for the can. Sean Joe, thank you for the couple of cookies. And then Just Duckies, thank you for the cookie as well. And then also, I need to say thank you to uh, Nikaz808 for the cold coffee brewer. Uh, I've got my first, uh, 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 I guess, batch of cold coffee that's brewing in the fridge right now. I really appreciate I'm surprised at how much coffee has to go in there to make it. So we'll let you know how it goes. And then also thank you to Mirinda again for that uh, second copy of Nefarious. Um have you have you seen Nefarious uh, uh, Walker? Or are you no, familiar with it? No, 
No, okay, all right. Uh, anyways, it's uh, it's a, a movie that is based on a book, and a lot of people are really excited about it. And uh, my mom and I tried to go see it when she was in town for Mother's Day, and uh, we were unsuccessful. So one of the viewers of the show sent me a, a copy of the book. All right, we're going to go ahead and bring our first caller in. People are really excited about caller, it. Caller, you make sure you mute that stream, and can we get your name? Yeah, this is well from Rumble. I'm Elf Boy Productions. Oh, welcome to the program. Good to hear from you. Yes, sir. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Uh, so, yeah, um, well, was go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying. I was, I was just saying. If go you ahead. Or Walker have ever seen the infamous Taxi Cab video? I yeah, have. Of the taxi- Corey Langdon. Um, I'm not sure of the woman's name. She drove into the Mandalay Bay as yeah, just as yeah. soon as it happened, and you could hear the shots going off everywhere i could drop the link in rumble if oh, you want please yeah, do it I'll, I'll throw it up on the on, on the screen for the audience yeah yeah that's all i wanted to know because i think it's uh i don't believe that this video was ever taken into evidence i believe it was dismissed right away and uh pretty much evidence you have public. to have a court they'd have to go to what do you mean there, no there was no evidence gathered it was they, they paved over the part the, the parking lot you know they yeah, they 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 shut everything down. They took these, told people they wanted their cell phones. Please bring us your if you have any evidence. Please bring it to us. And then they they cleared their cell phones, deleted all, everything on them, yes. gave them back to them empty. It's so true. <laughs> there was yeah, no desire to collect evidence. Same thing. Or the exact same thing. Uh, thank you, Walker, for speaking. Thank you, Zach, for bringing thank it you, to sir. us. And gentlemen, take care. All right, brother. Thank you very it. much. You. Uh, I'll look for that link over there on Rumble. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. All right, man. Have a great night. So, yeah, uh, that's, uh, you know, that was a, 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 a huge point of contention. Uh, you're absolutely right. The FBI, the LVMPD, nobody in authority took that video seriously. Nobody in authority took anybody's firsthand accounts seriously. And so, I, you know, I, I, I can understand why you wouldn't have made an overt effort to get in touch with somebody who might be investigating this thing because i mean it's you're you're right there was no real investigation they 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 glossed over and they they had an idea that they wanted to present they had a narrative and that was all that and all the youtube investigators and i I really didn't look at anybody else until like two years after when i just happened to stumble upon one of colin's videos yeah like oh this guy got it because everything else i saw no nobody was even close and you can't tell somebody what really happened if they're not even close they're just not gonna you know they're gonna find all kinds of reasons to to dispute you absolutely so it's right. worth it. So I am. Uh, thank you very much, Elf Boy Productions. Will I'm uh, I'm getting that video pulled up right now. We've got DJ Vector on the line, and then we had somebody else on the line, but they hung up. So whoever it was, I would love it if you call back in. Uh, Getaway Driver, uh, also on Rumble, says, "Keep spreading the truth, gentlemen. We are with you. Thank you very very much." And for anybody who's there, um, thank you, Getaway Driver. That's a great yeah. handle. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate it. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and pull this up. Unfortunately, uh, Walker, you're not going to be able to see this on screen, but the audience uh, will be able to. What is this? Actually, hold on. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. Is. This is the Corey Langdon video? Yes, it is. Yeah, it does. It sounds like automatic gunfire. Can you hear the audio as well? Yeah, she said it sounds like automatic gunfire. Yes. Yeah. 
So this is a 10-minute video. We won't watch the whole thing, but it's quite clear. But she drives through the valet area and goes back down out and then gets yeah. on Mandalay Bay Road and then drives out around towards the concert grounds. And then uh, she's like, what the hell? Yeah, Everybody's running out around her. She has her camera going. Everybody's away. running around, and somebody jumps in her cab and says, just get out of here. Yep. You know, she's like, what? What's going on? And then she learns they're getting shot at. All right. I God, I can only imagine being present for something like that. Uh, you know, you said earlier the shot of adrenaline went through your spine. I mean, I, that, that's I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of is, is that realization. Like, my God, I'm witnessing something that's just obviously earth shattering. Something right. is. Yeah, something's going on. That, I, uh, I've been in flip flops and shorts next to a rattlesnake within striking distance of rattlesnake. I just stumbled upon and then heard the rattle it's that it was a s- similar reaction like this sure. could be it that that snake doesn't care if i live or die just yeah uh, all right good. uh vector i'm going to ask you to host the show for me for about 30 seconds i'll i'll be right back okay so go ahead and introduce yourself okay zach well yes uh well uh i'm your co-host for 30 seconds i'm your host dj vector hi door walking guy how you going oh, i'm hello. yeah fascinating stuff um yeah, look, uh, this is unbelievable. There's so much disinformation, as you said. So it's uh, it's really interesting that um, you've brought this perspective. I I believe you. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I don't have any reason not to. And uh, everything that you've said so far seems, you know, pretty. Well, it's all backed up. Like that's why I was so excited when I saw Cohen because he did all the video work. He he backs up all, all, most of what I'm saying. And um, as far as like the, the locations of the helicopters, he he he's got them on video of where they were. I mean, people can say those were whatever they want to say, but they, they are there. And there's other people that there's other, I'm not the only one that saw this. There are other witnesses that have said they saw these helicopters. You know, he has them on his channel as well. And if anybody's curious, better look at it quick because who knows how long they're going to allow that on there. It's, it's very, very suppressed channel. I mean, it, this, it, I would, it doesn't I, get a lot of views. I would archive everything, ladies and gents. If you're a good Anon and autist, you know, researcher, digital soldier, um, you should be, Literally archive. Yeah, please do. Everybody archive it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is what we do, um, dog walking guy. I'm sort of on a research board, part of this Q movement. And um, so we've been looking at this very carefully. But I did have a question now that Zach's back. I wanted to talk about the symbolism of everything that happened. We're talking about Route 66, uh, how I was targeting a conservative uh, concert at the end Route of the day. Route 66? What do you mean? The Route 66 the- festival. No, it's Route 91. Oh, Route 91. Route 91 is the highway. That's that's what that Las Vegas Boulevard is. It's a Route 91. Before it was, you know, known as Las Vegas Boulevard. You go back like 80 years. It was called Route 91. Okay. Before the 15 was there, so it parallels the 15. That used to be the road in from California. Still, as much symbolism in uh, 91 as well. So, but I won't get into that too deeply. But there's also the Luxor Hotel that's um, nearby with the pyramid symbolism. So when I saw all of this going down, and I saw that as well as all the connections with the Saudis. And, uh, you know, um, uh, Bin Talal and, and all that stuff. I'm trying to get my head around, you know, was this an attack? Was this an assassination attempt on the Saudis? Was it a, a sacrifice? Was it a, a ritual Illuminati thing? Well, it's, it's a lot of evidence suggests that it was an assassination, assassination attempt on Mohammed bin Salman, the newly minted crown prince. And if anybody, go, the first video, if you go to Cohen's library, Go watch Means, Motive, and Opportunity. Put that in the search, Means, Motive, and Opportunity. And that does a great background on 
who has the means, the motive, and the opportunity to do it. So I know that people want to conflate all this symbolism. They tell me I saw 17 helicopters, like there was some symbolism to that. And I can't believe that that this was orchestrated. So some random guy walking his dog years later is going to say, I counted 17 helicopters. And, you know, that's the 17th letter of the alphabet or whatever. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm I'm not on board with a lot of that. But I think it was really an opportunistic time. They had the means, they had the opportunity, they knew where they were going to get him. And I think, you know, I'm just glad, honestly, I'm glad Trump was president because think of whoever, think of Hillary as president, what this could have been used for. You know, never let a good crisis go to waste, Rahm Emanuel, right? Who, oh, yeah. Well, they could have used we, this we were, for, for we were anything. Lucky. We, were lucky that they, we were lucky that they didn't use it as an opportunity to ban much more in terms oh, of... Oh, or invade guns. another country. Blame it on somebody. Yeah. I mean, they already got Gaddafi. We've already been to in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, who, who's next in line? It, you know, could have... Bennett would have, it could have been used as a false flag, but um, I don't th- think it was. But but um, who knows what she could have used it for? And and um, you, you have to also ask yourself, like, who is demonized demonized MBS after this? Because they say you know he's just this horrible man that uh, chopped up Jamal Khashoggi. Well, there's a lot of evidence suggesting that Jamal Khashoggi was a key player in this. So. Nobody asked why was Jamal Khashoggi chopped up. They just say MBS is a psycho. He did this, and we need to, you know, relegate him to our enemies list. And who's you know, this is? This is like the team all all will lead, and on you know on this side of the Atlantic that is doing this. All his allies over here are anti MBS. So it kind of tells you the factions involved in this. If you really want to look at look at um. And that, who, who, who is involved? Like, you know, they're anti-Trump, but Trump didn't take us any kind of war over this. Trump mm-hmm. issued that executive order. He got strong, but he's very quiet about it. And he just said, okay, you know, all I can do, really all they could do is just let them handle it. We haven't had any trouble since. MBS is, you know, you, 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 you can't be a pussy and be a king over there, be the crown prince. He took care of this, is, you know, and he's still got his enemies. But and and I'm sure every day is a is a struggle, you know, wondering who's going to try and kill him today. But he took care of business over there. So it seems he did. Well, it all happened over there at the beginning of this whole process. You know, if, if you're into this Q stuff, like that was like the first thing that we really saw that was happening that made us think to ourselves, yeah, something's really, really going down here. And it's interesting how Biden went to Saudi Arabia and MBS told him to F off pretty much. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, good for him. So embarrassing for the country, though. You know, like we can't just goes to show there's no power there. Uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was. A well, good if you if you understand, if you look at it from the perspective of what happened here in Las Vegas and. You know, just carry that in your mind. Absolutely. He had every right to diss Biden. Look what they did for Trump. Trump Trump was, uh, you know, they treated him like a freaking hero when he came over there and then they made him BS Prince. So there's a lot going on in the background that I, you know, that suggests that Trump is a greater instigator of peace than Biden and everybody else, you know, associated with him, with all these people. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, this for me and Vector, you know, you can comment on this if you want, but I, I mean, the fact that President Trump used so much restraint when uh, dealing with things on uh, at an international scale, you know, uh, the, the press was essentially foaming at the mouth, doing anything they could to try to instigate 
some type of military intervention in Syria and, uh, you know, with North Korea all over the place. And President Trump, you know, I mean, do you remember that one time that he sent missiles into the uh, uh, the, the airfield? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and it it's turns out right. I remember watching Brian, having, yeah. it was watching Brian Williams cheering. G at Mar-a-Lago chocolate cake. Yes. He's like, oh, by the way, as he's eating the chocolate cake, no shit, ladies and gents. Uh, he's like, yeah, we just uh, we just sent 57 Tomahawk cruise missiles into Syria. And then we saw Alex have his meltdown go ahead sir but they, but they weren't they weren't uh laden with explosives weren't there wasn't just like launching telephone poles or something it, well i mean there was there was nobody there there was no people there it, and it ended up being like a secret uh nuclear enrichment site that they were allowing iran to operate inside syria and so that was the whole reason that it happened but you know they might as well have been telephone poles because they didn't kill anybody and uh, and once the press realized that, like they started praising him, they were they were they were like, Trump is finally our guy. And then they realized that nobody died. It was not a big deal, uh, but it it, it achieved uh, a supreme objective. You know, I mean, it, it made America safer. It uh, it stopped Iran from being able to uh, create nuclear fuel. And uh, and 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 then once they realized that they were like it was like they got duped. <laughs> Iran is so, months away from being f- fully able to enrich their uranium to the right uh, the right levels for weaponization. So to think uh, that they haven't done it, they probably have done it. And I have to question the whole uranium one thing and uh, Hillary Clinton and all the rest of it, even Mueller, you know, bringing samples on the tarmac. Uh, how is that connected to where the source of the uranium is that uh, Iran may or may not have been allegedly enriching in Syria, which is all connected to this? Uh, it's coming from somewhere. And it's all got like its own radioactive isotope fingerprint signature. They know exactly. So when we're talking about examples like the movie, The Sum of All Fears, and how that connects to that, um, you know, I think this 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 Mandalay Bay shooting thing is connected at a much higher level than we understand. Uh, oh, uh, there's a lot of Illuminati symbolism and the sacrifice, but then there's all the MBS stuff and uh, all of the helicopters as well. So. Uh, is it possible there's another hotel that I um, I got told by someone, I think it was Spike Protein in the chat, and it's between the Luxor and the Mandalay Bay, and it's a small boutique hotel. Is there any way that that could have been used to do uh, some of the staging or something? There's, uh, there's no hotel between the Mandalay Bay and Luxor. Those two right. are connected with a skywalk that goes over Mandalay Bay. I so I, I I don't know which boutique you're, hotel you're referring to. Neither do I. I'm just I'm just repeating what somebody said. But, uh, but there was a boutique hotel. I would call it boutique. That um it was called SLS at the time, where the uh, Saudi Air Force rented the uh, God. What was it? W. It, it became a branch of the W Hotel, one of the buildings yes. there, and they rented that for Red Flag. Is that what he's referring to? I think that might be what you're talking about. Okay, good. Yes, but that was um, in August and. Yeah, so I mean, they had they had all they had that going there. Why? Why are always they, a lot of Saudis in town? It's not like why do, why do they need to go to Las Vegas to you know their their air force? Like, I just, this doesn't make because sense. we made a deal with them to provide their defense. They're our allies, so they come over here and train. I mean, yeah, right. you know, the, the um, Germans do it, and NATO nations do it. It's 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 a big deal. These guys just get together and they play war games, and uh, out in the desert and fly around and blow stuff up and have a good time and. Yeah, do so, it every year. So it would be nothing for uh, the uh, 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 the Al-Walid bin Talal uh, group to be here in America, uh, be ready to stage an attack like Draw this. Draw zero suspicion. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, 
So uh, it's so plausible and it's just it's uh, it's so obvious to me. And uh, I was always fascinated by the the fact that like everybody just kind of acted like it was so an out there of an idea. You know, I mean, it is to them, but it's not to anybody that has an idea about what, what goes on around here. Yeah, just crazy stuff. I told right. you, like I told you, um, once before, like in an email, that what really where I where I was really delivered the red pill was on September thirteenth, two thousand and one, about two thirty in the afternoon. I saw this big white seven forty seven style plane, two inches on each wing. I mean, it was the most majestic plane I've ever seen taking off from a Karen. It's more majestic than Air Force One. It was just gorgeous. So got sun just glistening off it, all white. And this is when all air traffic was grounded. Remember that nobody could yes. fly out. Yeah. Yes. And it turns out that was Osama bin Laden's sister flying out of here. She's staying at the Four Seasons. And um, Bush, Bush just wanted to make sure that the bin Laden the family was safe. What's that? I'm sorry? That was the only flight that was allowed out of the U.S. as well. That was a full lockdown, wasn't there? Like yeah, I mean, the bin Laden family is like the only ones to get out. You know, connected Saudis were the only ones allowed to, to leave the country. Can you imagine if you were the greatest criminal mastermind in all of America or Australia or anywhere and do you think, uh, even if you hadn't talked to your sister for a few years, do you think that uh, they're going to allow her to fly out of the country when nobody else can? No, no, no. no. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the we, Bush, we all, you hear all about white privilege, but there's a special Saudi privilege. There is definitely a certain Saudi privilege. Uh, listen, uh, Vector, I want to make sure that we get this uh, next caller. But, um, uh, Walker, is it possible to tune down your gain a little bit? Because um, I had you adjusted at the beginning of the show, but now that we're having callers. Hey, hold the mic too close to me. How's, how's this right here? I'll stay like that's good. yeah yeah that's that's definitely better okay i'm gonna say goodbye but before i do i just wanted to say how does this connect to the bushes zach and dog walker so i'll go and let you talk about that um but i appreciate you and uh, i'll be in touch again and uh, i've going through all of that information from last week with ed solomon and um you know it's all coming back to me so i do understand exactly what's going on there I just need to read it a couple more times and then uh, it, it'll be game on for that. So just shouting out uh, Captain Fry as well. I'll talk to you guys later. Love you, Zach. Uh, thank you very much, dog dog walking guy. You are a, a courageous patriot, and I hope things uh, work out for you, bro. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, so yeah, the uh, uh, the relationship between the Bushes and uh, and the Bin Ladens is historic. Um, <laughs> I mean, they essentially had. Um, I guess, like honorary membership in each other's families. And uh, that knowledge, what you just spoke about, you know, the, the the fact that the bin Ladens were allowed to leave the country in the wake of September 11th, considering the fact that we were blaming the entirety of September 11th on uh, Osama bin Laden was a huge red pill. I mean, it should have been for everyone. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely for me at the time, I was like, that's not right. Uh, you know, there's uh uh, there's just but there's something fundamentally wrong. We know this, but, but but the beat goes on. You know, we can't yeah. do anything. Yep. Okay. Next caller coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Hi. Yes, it's Kathy, and I have a couple of questions. Perfect. Uh, first, I would like to thank thank the dog walker. I think you do bring healing. You know, as you talk about this to yourself and to others. So I. I am thankful that you did come forward with your story. Um, my first question is, um, is that training? Um, you know what? Do you think there was any military training prior to this with the helicopters? Because I live near an Air Force base, 
and um, I see helicopters fly over all the time. So I wanted to see now if you saw any extra activity prior to the shooting. And then my next question is, I watched Mindy's video um, on the documentary of the shooting, and she mentioned there was a shootout at the hotel. I'm sorry, at an airport. And it was caught on the police scanner. And mainly a gentleman had called in saying his girlfriend was being held hostage at the um, uh, at the airport and there was shooting and the shooting was taking place after the Las Vegas. And nobody ever mentions this shootout at the um, airport. And I wanted to know also if this is the same airport you're talking about um, called Signature. So those are my questions. And thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know if that I know I've heard there's something going on at the airport like that. And like I told you, I saw those two helicopters at signature. So I, you know, I can't confirm anything like that. I don't know. But uh, um, there, yeah, there's there's some real shady stuff going on there at that time. So it's consistent with everything else. And did you see any, you know what, like days prior or even a month, did you see any extra act, activity like they were training, like they were, you know, kind of doing a rundown of, you know, hey, we're going to go after this guy and we're just going to do an exercise prior to doing the real event? No, I didn't, I didn't see anything around the area. I mean, other people said earlier in the day they saw three helicopters. I heard um, somebody say that they, the, there's a video on YouTube. Shepard Ambellis had, I think it was where he, somebody, somebody's grandpa saw three, probably the three that I saw around the building that, that earlier in the day they saw, saw them roaming around like somewhere around like Blue Diamond Road or something, but I, and firing at them too. But I don't, uh, I don't have it. Is there so, Nellis Air Force Base is just 12 miles from Mandalay Bay. So, there's a lot of military activity going on all the time. Anyway, there's, there's often military helicopters flying over the Valley. So nothing unusual. No. I Got know. it. Okay. And well, you know what? Well, I just want to say, you know what? I'm from uh, St. Louis and you know what? I'm familiar with the Ferguson story. And you know what? The story that came out in the news was not necessarily what played out what happened in the city. You know, like the police were told to stand down, you know, oh, yes. at the burning. And so, you know what? So, you know what? I totally agree with you. You know what? It's what the media portrays and what really happened, that people need to know the truth. So thank you once again for telling the truth and, and bringing your story to life. It's not easy to do. And by easy to do, I don't mean it's not easy for me to say it. It's easy to find somebody that will listen. I've tried hundreds of places and I... I wrote Zach an email after Colin was on here and he said, yeah, I'll bring you on. I said, wow, I couldn't believe it. Cause I'm usually used to be just being ignored. So that was amazing. So thank you, Zach. Oh, absolutely. Well, I saw you. I, I saw your video on Colin's website. So oh, I, you, did, you yeah. know, and I am from, yeah. So I am familiar with your story because I've done a ton of research on this and it just interests me because I want to know the truth and you know what? You can't get the truth. And Thanks to people like you, we are getting the truth out there. Well, I, you know, like I, I've told Zach before, I understand why the truth is suppressed. I really do, because I've struggled with this, you know, all day, every day for years. And especially early on where I, I, I was just like, just 
a, just a ball of nerves, just like, I want to go get him. I want to go get him, you know? And if everybody saw what I saw, it would have gotten really, it would have been really ugly. So it, it, it would have been a war for sure. I mean, this was an active war, even though it, it very likely it was rogue elements within the Saudi government that did this, which everything leads to that. Yes. You know, everything we gathered. And it was not the official sovereign government that, that pulled this off. We can't go to war with a B team of, you know. So, so I understand why, why this is suppressed. And like people get on Lombardo really hard. And, and, and I get it. I understand because he lied. But I mean, to his credit, I think the guy has a conscience because he just couldn't stand lying any longer to shut everything down. Like he, he was crying. He was so, he was so cornered. He couldn't get out of it. And, you know, he's pretty, Somewhat, he's nervous the first night, but as things progressed, he got more and more shattered and nervous. And um, that's why they shut it down. That's why they kicked Laura Loomer out of the room. That's why they just shut up because I, I don't, I, I look at Lombardo and I think he's aged a whole bunch after this. I mean, sure, he was made the governor and they people say it was related to this. And I think it had more to do with the Bundys and him doing Harry Reid's bidding than, you know, just doing, acting for the Fed and the land swap than it did for this because. Everybody, there was no, there was no questioning this COVID. There was a lot more questioning COVID. I've never seen anything as suppressed as this. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you agree? Oh, I absolutely I, agree. Yeah, yeah. Now, Kathy, did you say that you live in Vegas as well? Did I hear you correctly? No, I said I lived uh, near Ferguson. And oh, familiar oh, okay, with okay. you know what? Because you know. I, I know what happened in Ferguson, and I know that the orders came from higher up. You know, there's no way because the police did, you know, they were sitting there. They were so upset, crying that their city's burning down. Sure. So I, and I know how the police felt that day. And as they watched the city burn and citizens took up arms to defend their property. So I just, I could just imagine how they felt in Las Vegas. You know, yeah. knowing what the truth is, and because uh, Mindy's video shows multiple shooters everywhere, she oh, yes. pointed it out at Gate Seven, Gate Nine. You know, on the ground, up in the air. You know, you, you know why I think they did that. Up. I, I, you know, I've, I've never heard really anybody really discuss this, but my, my, what I believe happened, why they kept firing, is because they wanted to make sure that um, when it got out to the media, when when, when Lombardo did his you know, his media conferences and he had Aaron Rouse right behind him, the FBI agent, making sure, and he was literally like in fingers in his, his back sometimes, like, you know, he's a marionette just telling him what to say, but if they were still shooting around, letting them know that, Hey, if you don't do what we say, we can, we can do this again. We already shot hundreds. How many, how, how many more do you want killed? We can go right. In the, we can go right in the casinos right now and just freaking shoot everybody down. What, what do you want? What do you want us to do? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want us to say say what we say? They had they had the barter. They had everybody hostage. He well, had to do it. That's why it, I don't I don't I, I don't cast shade on the barter at all. It's I mean and, and it's not only that, but I mean you have the safety of the citizens of Las Vegas to right. contend with, and then you have their own personal safety. You know, I mean, I have to believe that uh, with as as much pressure as was put on Lombardo and perhaps other investigators, uh, you know, the idea that their lives could be in jeopardy as well was probably first and foremost in their minds. You know, I mean, like all of those men had families, uh, you know, everyone has a stake in the community. And y- you make an excellent point there. I mean, I think a lot of people don't consider that, you know, what 
was the actual pressure that was being put on Joe Lombardo. I, I mean, I, I can't believe that he woke up and went into work every day or even, you know, waking up in the middle of the night to learn what was happening uh, and uh, and was happy about it. You know, I mean, like this certainly took a personal cost on him, no matter, you know, I, I guess what kind of a job he's done outside of that. I, it it must have been difficult for everyone involved. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, and, then, and then and then also the the point that you made. Walker about, uh, you know, this being an act of war, you know, not only uh, is it necessary to hide that from the American people, but, you know, there is an element of, uh, of of necessitating hiding it from the rest of the world, too, because if somebody out there, some other rogue elements get the idea that it's possible uh, that they can pull something like this off here on American soil and get away with it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of elements that I think would have a vested interest in having something like that take place. You know, I mean, true, we, can't, but, we can't afford to have America looking weak on a global stage. True. But the idea of hostage taking is is not unique. It's not a, it's not a it's not a new idea. No, not at all. Who, who else has the power as the, you know, like diplomatic immunity yep. and the economic power? To say, because if they imagine if they would have pulled this off, imagine if they would have really killed MBS. Imagine if this, it, oh my God, it would have been, oh, God, I well, can't even, it would have been bad. It I know there's, I, really I, know there, bad. I know there's some speculation as well that, you know, uh, per, perhaps President Trump might have, have actually. Done it. Probably if Clinton was president, they may have been able to pull it off. Who knows? Oh, cer- certainly. And, and there's some speculation that President Trump may have been in Las Vegas that night as well. I know that people have kind of gone back and forth on, uh, you know, the possibility of POTUS or the possibility of MBS, uh, because either of them being assassinated that night would have been a, a major win for the deep state. It, it makes know? more sense to me with, with like Colin said, that he, he met the, uh, um, what is the prime minister, whoever the leader of Thailand was early yeah. that next morning. Yeah. So it, it makes more sense that he would have sent uh, Jared, Jared Kushner, Kushner. in his yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, them being assassinated as well. I mean, you know, th- that would have been a, a major blow. To, oh, oh yeah. my God. Horrific. Horrific. Yes. All right. All uh, I, well, is, I want to go and okay. thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do, Zach. All right. Thank you so Bye. much. Appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then also I wanted to say thank you to Kelly for dropping the link to Mindy Robinson's documentary. We've got this right here. And uh, and you're right. This really is an excellent presentation. Uh, I believe it came out January of last year. So she had the benefit of time uh, putting all of this together. So she had InfoWars too. InfoWars, they don't want to hear from me or Colin. That's Sorry. just she got- that's strange. I mean, I guess maybe it's not all that strange, but we're too close to the truth, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is certainly a, a subject that I think a lot of people really want to get to the bottom on. And, you know, we were talking before the show. Um, my buddy Greg, I don't Greg, I don't know if you're out there right now, but, um, you know, we were working together when this happened. And, uh, you know, as soon as we came into work the next day, it was like everybody knew that what we were being told was a lie. You know, it's like we've got the benefit of years of false flag operations taking place directly under our noses and the American people just being fed a line of bullshit over and over and over again. And here we are, uh, Stephen Paddock, uh, you know, <laughs> this middle aged guy, probably just a gun runner. Uh, and, uh, and, and he's supposed to have pulled all of this off. Like I just, it doesn't make any sense. And if you know anything about, you know, guns and ballistics, it, it's, it defies logic. 
Yeah, it does. <clears throat> All right. So, um, you guys, we don't have anybody else on the line. So if you do want to call in, you're welcome to. Um, but uh, but I just thought, Walker, you know, if uh, if there was any other points that you wanted to, to make sure we touched on. God, I, there's there's so much. You keep talking like when we just keep talking, like I, I, I went to you know why they kept shooting afterwards, because there's. I've never heard anybody talk about why they were shooting. And if you understand what was going on over at Signature and who, you know, what the chief suspect was, Mm -hmm. what what we suspect really happened, then it all, the rest of it falls into place. Absolutely. Yeah. No, what was going on down, down the other hotels. I've always felt that it was an an assassination attempt and, and the deaths of the people at the festival were just collateral damage. I mean, it, that was cover for the true operation, right. which was to to kill MBS. Uh, and they didn't or, want to kill because, like I said, they, they used that lower caliber. Yep. They didn't want. They really didn't. They, the, the objective was not to kill a lot of people. You have to kill some because mm-hmm. they had to sell the story of the king. The only person in the world that would have mattered to them was the king. Right. So, so all of these got to go to his uncle. Like, oh, this crazy white guy shot up the place. It was awful, you know. Yeah. And he's in his eighties. They say he's he's, he's uh, suffering from dementia now. They could probably they, they know what they can get away with, but they didn't get away with this. Thank God. No. Um, hold on, just a second. Uh, we've got a thank you over here on Rumble. Poso for hope says, "Did the drops hint that Trump warned MBS about a planned assassination attempt?" I would. I would actually have to go back and read them. I mean, we're talking about five years ago now. Four years ago. Yeah, five, five years ago. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is uh, it, there, there's a lot of information out there that I would have to specifically refresh myself on. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll look into that and I'll see if I you can find think, something. You would think there's a lot of intelligence of that that because obviously they have to know it's a possibility. He oh, has yeah. his enemies. I mean, there's no doubt he knows his cousins want to kill him. He knows that he's he's the young. The youngest crown prince, he, he bypassed, they bypassed a generation, made this, what was he, 32 at the time, 33, I don't know, his early 30s. Yes. Made this guy the crown prince and skipped over Muhammad bin Nayef. He, he, he was deposed and made, made, uh, his, somebody 30 years, his junior, the, the, the crown prince. That's, that's not right. I mean, I'm sure no. they're very angry about that. And he's not on the same team as team Oliver Lead. Who you know was that picture with all of Weed and Obama in the eighties? Is that real? I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke around that right there. Is there is there a little fire? So I mean, he was did all of Weed pay the you know, rumors that he paid for Obama's college uh, education tuition? Yeah, like, who, who knows? So we know we know it, there's some kind of allegiance there, and I you know I don't want to I don't want to start pointing fingers or anything, but. Something, something's going on there. So we have these different factions within our government too. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, it's really just really troubling to think that somebody in our government could have been in on this, but they could have been. Um, and I often wonder if he's just sent a decoy too. He could have just sent decoys and that oh, would have absolutely. flushed out all his enemies. And I'm yes. more like, I kind of think maybe he sent decoys because he made an appearance. I know he made an appearance of that weekend. Yeah. But was yeah. he, was he there at that time? I don't know. Well, I mean, just the very nature of the fact that this happened, uh, it, it, someone, I believe someone thought that he was there or or that it was worth going through with something like this. I mean, if if he truly wasn't there or there wasn't the belief that he was present, then there's no point 
in this exercise. There, there's no point in uh, shooting up the festival. There's no point in killing all these people or setting up Stephen Paddock. I mean, they must have believed that there was going to be uh, uh, something achieved as a result of this. And the death of MBS, it would have uh, you know taken care of all of those issues of succession that you were talking about in Saudi Arabia. Um, KC Defense, good to see you, buddy. He says, MBS was in the White House the next day thanking Trump. There was an intercept, and it saved his life. Uh, I, I don't remember him specifically uh, going to the White House, but I, I don't doubt it. Uh, it makes sense that uh, that he would have. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, so listen- there's definitely a, there's a bond between MBS and, it, you know, it's apparent mm-hmm. in that uh, $2 billion that he gave Jared Kushner. What's that all about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there's there's definitely a bond between MBS and the Trump family. Oh, I absolutely agree. In particular. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and the, uh, the dogs are whining. So I think I'm going to uh, we'll call it a night with that. But let me go over here to the Foxhole and see if there's any other thank yous to give uh, just from Sean Joe. I appreciate that, Sean Joe. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and check here on uh, Cash App and buy me a coffee. Well, I'm sorry, I'm deleted from buy me a coffee. Um, so nothing over there. And then uh, Kofi. Let me see about Kofi because that is the new donation platform that may or may not um, delete me before too long. Uh, let me see. Um, nope. Cindy was the last one, and I already mentioned that one. Okay, great. All right. So, uh, Walker, at the end of the day, what do you really want to make sure the audience takes away from your experience, this knowledge, and what happened there that night? I don't know. There's nothing really. I just, I don't have any great takeaway other than I'd love to see somebody asked um, uh, Peter Navarro, the question of Trump. And um, cause I mean, that's, it's, this is just chipping away at a dam. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't, I don't think I have, I don't personally alone. I don't have the strength to do anything. I'm just one person, but um, I just want to draw t- attention to it as much as I, as I can. There's, you know, maybe you pick up an audience if I don't need to get like thirty, forty thousand or something. And um some maybe somebody in that audience can can do things, can do something of significance that will inspire other people. And I also want maybe there's people coming up that hear this that are gonna be involved in government and policy making. They're gonna say, Hey, this this really happened. We can't we can't let let this happen again. So I mean I owe this, I owe it to the community, to the, you know, the nation at large. We were attacked, and to put our heads in the sand and pretend this didn't happen is asinine. We have to address this. We have ser- this is a serious vulnerability that needs to be addressed. And we've got the border wide open. God knows who's coming in here right now. And we have we're uh, all just all different stages of fronts of, of, of attack coming at us personally mm-hmm. that most people are oblivious to or just don't want to acknowledge because hey, my life's good. I've got you know I'm, I'm, every, everything's fine. Don't bother me with this. No, people don't want to be bothered with this, but that's fine. But most people are like that. But for those who want to take initiative, take, let's, let's take some initiative and see that this we, we can rectify these serious problems, serious right. problems. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, uh, I want to say thank you very much to uh, everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate the questions in uh, in the audience. Appreciate the calls that we got. Uh, Walker, thank you very much for uh, reaching out to me and having the courage to say something. And I, I'm right there with you. Hopefully something will arise as a result of uh, you talking about this, of people continuing to investigate. I'm also going to pass out that link to Mindy Robinson's documentary, because if you guys haven't seen it, uh, it's definitely well worth it. You know, she, she did a good job, but I also don't, Colin's got a library of 300 videos on YouTube that prove this definitively. I mean, she had a well-produced video, no doubt about it, yeah. but hers is, no offense to her, she did a great job, but it's kind of a primer to get you into Colin's video. And I would recommend starting with means, motive, and opportunity. Yes. Uh, and actually, I was, uh, I actually pulled that one up to pass I've got out. My, I've well. got a couple of interviews on there as well. Yes. So here, I'm going to pass out the link directly to means, motive, and opportunity. And then uh, you guys go ahead and you can watch John's interviews with Walker as well. And there you go. All right. And there. so <laughs> Raikland Patriot uh, says he's not buying it. Uh, you know, if you don't, then, uh, you know, that that's, uh, that's uh, your yeah, prognosis. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm yeah, used to people yeah. telling me I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, you know. Sure. I'm um, not Mika Brzezinski. <laughs> it's her well, job to tell us what happened. That's 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 a good thing, though. But Raikland Patriot uh, Ivan is going to be on the show on Monday. Monday at 6 p.m. He's going to be joining for a special uh, discussion about a special topic. So uh, make sure that you're here for that. And then tomorrow at 9 p.m., Noel Frisch is going to be joining me. He's a journalist, uh, conservative journalist, and he was on the show previously with Ivan when we were talking about the uh, uh, the the uh, Trump for Speaker argument that we were trying to make. All right, everybody at home, thank you for being here. Thank you once again to Walker. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Thank you.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.